Welcome to Onwards the Podcast, where we cover all things holistic life practices, growth, spirituality, and self-discovery. I'm Kirsty Peebles, one of your hosts, and sharing this space with me is my beautiful co-host, Montana Burke. We're so excited to have you here. A loving reminder that all opinions and perspectives come from two truth-speaking fire signs who are doing their best to be all-encompassing. We're here to give you the shake-up you need to light up your life. And if you like what you hear, subscribe or follow as we grow and evolve together. With that, let's jump into today's episode. So how do you get off autopilot and start taking control of your body and your reactions? Today, we're going to be talking about regulating your nervous system, what that looks like and how to know if your nervous system is unregulated. But first, Montana. My loves, we are kicking today's episode with our question of the day using a card from the game, We're Not Really Strangers. You might remember this from last episode, but if you're not familiar, it's We're Not Really Strangers is all about getting to know yourself and others on a deeper level. And we have loved your responses. You've been DMing us and tagging us in from our last episode and the connections that we are seeing being created and the conversations that are being started from it. So, Montana, what is today's question? Okay, well, we challenge you to ask this question to yourself and to someone close. What title would you give this chapter of your life? Oh, I can definitely safely answer that at the start of this year, I was in the void. Just a deep fun place to be. Just a deep soul sucking void. But a lot of a lot of growth happens in there. So I feel like now, like literally as of this month, it is this chapter's called Full Expansion or This Is Who You Are. Oh my god, I love it. It makes my heart melt. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, amazing. I'm gonna try and drop that. I feel like the chapter I've just stepped into is Uncharted Waters. And it's requiring a really deep surrender and expansion <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Montana. Would you like to so kindly <laughs> share with our beautiful forward fallers <laughs> why that is happening for you at the moment love to elaborate my friends I am expecting my first child <laughs> which is still so weird to say out loud uh, you're literally growing a human <laughs> I am as we speak there is a baby growing inside of me that's so crazy <laughs> that's so exciting I know so it's it's been I feel I've wanted a baby since I was a baby. I've been, I think I was born clucky. I always used to joke about this. And now it's, it's finally happening. It's a real <laughs> thing. Oh man, so cool. When she told me, I just like a bit cried. It was great. Continuously it was a, crying that right was a now. big conversation for both of us, actually. <laughs> it's a very big conversation for both of us. Lots yes. of expansion yes, in that conversation. So much expansion. But yes, Uncharted so borders. Uncharted borders, I don't know where I'm going, what I'm doing, what to expect. But all I know is that the more I surrender, the more I expand. So in more than one way. (laughs) (laughs) Physically and energetically. (laughs) How exciting. So exciting. Okay. Amazing. So as we mentioned at the start today, we're going to be talking about actually regulating our nervous system, but what it looks like to be unregulated. Now, Montana and I being the humans that we are we see unregulated nervous systems just wandering around (laughs) the streets all the time um and it really it actually like stresses me out like it makes me sad to see the disconnect Mm. that people have from themselves their environments and their bodies so we're going to be talking about the to like how to know your unique warning signs what a trauma cycle looks like or like what it wants how it wants to complete itself Mm -hmm. uh circuit breakers and kind of homeostasis as well. So we're just gonna we're just gonna dive straight in there, Montana. I feel like this is a little bit more your realm initially. What you, it, you would hope so. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. What actually does an unregulated nervous system look like? So an unregulated nervous system can look really different for everyone. I think that's the main point that we need to make here. Um, but essentially there's going to be a few warning signs, um, in the short term, this can look like changes in your breathing. So it can look like really short, sharp, shallow breaths, um, and quite a quickened pace as well. You might notice digestive issues. So you could be feeling really bloated. You might have a really upset gut. Mm -hmm. Um, often IBS is a symptom of a dysregulated nervous system. Mm, 
That's yeah, good one. Um, it's inflammation, right? Yeah, inflammation that's why it's so hard. Yeah, that's why it's so hard to pinpoint your food triggers. Yeah, because um, it's because it's, 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 it's an external trigger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a different type of consumption. Yeah. Um, heart palpitations and sweating can also be another sign of. I'm hearing sweating a lot. Yeah, like I'm hearing a lot of people be like, "Oh, I get you know, I get Botox for sweating, or I get um, yeah. I sweat this like at a night or like whatever." Yeah, night sweats, all yeah. of these things, because your body's at rest, right? Where it's like now it's trying oh. to protect yourself because other people say at rest. Um, <laughs> this can look like overreacting. I am doing this in air quotes because basically your nervous system is so tightly bound. It is just that small thing that tips you over the edge, or it can look like constant irritability where you're just irritated by everyone and everything and they're not even doing anything wrong, but they are. <laughs> to you. <laughs> um, this is a bit of a touchy one, but zoning out or feeling out of your body, this can really vary in terms of the depth. So we're not talking yeah, about altered states of consciousness. Yeah. Uh, but to some degree where you're feeling really out of your body, you're just sort of not present, you're really caught up in your mind space. That's a good way to describe it. Um, another one can be jitters or an inability to sit still. So you might be have tapping feet, restless legs. You might see someone with a dysregulated nervous system who looks at their phone look often. And doesn't even realise they're doing it. Yep. Like it's so checking. unconscious of it's that It's the action. checking. Yeah. yeah. Or looking at the watch or looking at the wall or. Yeah. Looking at the door, the window. All of these are our body's way of trying to find an escape. I'm just like thinking about my like we're not going to go into the whole undiagnosed ADHD thing. But I'm just thinking about how But if like, it's coming up, it's coming up for a reason. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how I'm constantly like moving. Or Maybe do you, do you know what? That's just me energetically moving my body because I have to. So I'm just moving energy. <laughs> Let's just it could be, no, that. see what comes to mind for me is all the kids at school oh. and like sitting at class and what they're doing and how okay. the teachers like sit still and it's like that is the last thing they actually need to be doing in this moment when That's they're just nervous system. So I'm just a child that can't sit still. <laughs> you are. Yeah. 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 Well, good on me. <laughs> um, no, it's not about me. It's about <laughs> people with unregulated nervous system. So they are perfect. So they're like your warning signs, basically. Yeah. This is for the short term ones, but okay. there can be really like long term signs or signals yep. that show a point to a dysregulated nervous system. Yeah, I think that touches back on what we were saying at the start about like you can. We can feel it, like we can really feel what's happening with those, sorry, going back to those short-term things, we can feel them in our bodies when we actually somewhat check in with ourselves. If we check in with ourselves. Exactly. <laughs> Which yeah. is a big if, if. Yes. If we actually check in with ourselves, you can yeah. usually become aware of them. Yeah. Um, we'll go into how to break them and stuff later. But yes, for now, long-term effects as well. Our bodies, I think the most important thing to know is they're incredibly adaptable. They yeah. will let you survive in the state that you are putting it in. And if you are putting it in this constant height of state of stress, it's mm-hmm. going to stay there and it's going to figure out a way to let you exist in that, even if it's not very happy. It doesn't like it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so long-term effects, you can definitely notice uh, relationship issues. So struggle with connection, struggle connection with self again. Again, everything, guys, at the end of the day, everything comes back to ourselves. Yeah. So... Our relationship issues, um, they can also, like Mon was saying, the irritability can be there. Yes. We can have a really short tempers. Maybe we work really, really long hours and um, we have a lot of pressure on yeah. ourselves at work. And so when we come home, we keep that same pressure on ourselves. Yeah. We don't leave it at the door. We don't leave it at the office, you know. Another long-term effect is sleep issues. So what does that look like, Mon? So that can look like difficulty falling asleep, staying asleep. It can look like really disturbing nightmares or sort of waking up with that feeling like you haven't slept. Like, you know, when you just had those hectic dreams all night and you just feel like you've been running or like that's my dream. I know I've got a dysregulated nervous system. (laughs) I feel like I've just been running all night in my dreams. Wow. And wake up and like, do I even sleep? I went to a different realm. (laughs) (laughs) So sleep issues, yes. So waking up feeling tired. So that's a huge um, cortisol issue as well gosh yeah yeah for sure so that's a really really important one uh eating issues and getting sick often so autoimmune condition okay I think we should really circle back to the inflammation like at the end of the day one of and this is a huge thing as a holistic coach myself one of my biggest things with educating clients and having conversations with them and literally the purpose why I run meditations at the end of my sessions and self check-ins post exercise is because we are unfortunately, in this day and age, in heightened states of stress often. And so 
inflammation is, or sorry, stress on the body is inflammation and inflammation creates issues and um, distress in our bodies and in autoimmune and quote disease, so diseases start to show up when we are have a dysregulated nervous system. Absolutely. We get sick, our immune system's a shithouse. Mm-hmm. I hear it all the time, like teachers especially, every holidays they're sick. Yeah. Everyone, like, okay, clear burnout and dysregulated nervous system yes. is that you work however long and you take a two-week holiday and you get sick, sick on the first week. <laughs> yeah, you get sick on the first week and then the second week you kind of spend recovering, still tired and still trying to get better. And then maybe by the last day of your two-week holiday, you're feeling Enjoy a little it. bit better to get back to work. Yes. Yeah, One something th- has to change. That's it. Something I tell my clients all the time is that your body whispers until it roars. Oh, one, yeah, tenfold. And when- if you don't listen to the niggles, it will Oh. Make it sell clear. Yeah. yeah, that's you will have no choice but to listen. You'll be forced to rest. You'll yeah. be forced to stop. Definitely. So absolutely. I love all of this. So these are a few things that you can do or you might start to notice within yourself. And if this is happening, good. <laughs> it shows that your body's working the way that it should. Yeah, Stress responses true. are really normal. Yeah. As we were saying before, actually, I think that's the most important thing to remember is yeah. that your body's just trying to survive all the time. Yeah. It's trying to be, bring you back to home. It's trying to help you. It's trying to bring you back into literally equilibrium yeah. to be like, you need to have a balance between your mental and your physical state and yes. your emotional state. And if you don't, we'll put you there. <laughs> exactly. So what we'll often see, what I'll often see with my clients is they will come to me with issues about their anxiety, about their depression. Um, about autoimmune conditions and they've got this real frustration towards their bodies where they're really angry about how their anxiety manifests and how they feel that it's holding them back. But when we actually start to explore the ways in which their anxiety is trying to protect them, we can start to see that it's coming from a really beautiful place and it's not trying to hinder you, but that's just the way that it's manifesting it is. Um, And that's because there's a trauma cycle that not many people are aware of. So... I when this is that. right, when this is happening, and the best example that I can give is you ever seen a dog get dunked by a wave or get into a fight or whatever, and it's happened, then they shake it off. They do that big shake. Yes. Did you know every and almost every other animal except for humans will physically shake something off? We do shake. We just don't let ourselves. We tell ourselves that we're weird or wrong for doing that. Stop it. Is that right? why I randomly do <laughs> weird movement things? <laughs> That's it, where it can be trauma. It can be that negative, stagnant energy trying to leave your body. And this isn't like woo-woo, heavy shit. This is science. If you are interested, please read up on Peter Levine's work. Um, He goes into this more and more. But essentially, trauma lives in our bodies, Mm -hmm. not so much our minds. It's where our minds that we will really re-experience it. But we cannot think our way outside of these stress responses. We actually need to bring it into our body so that we can complete this cycle. So if you are someone who feel who suffers or experiences social anxiety, you might notice that your hands shake in social settings. Yeah. And we can start to resent this shakiness when we're going to meet new people. Like, oh my God, they're going to think that I'm so weird. I'm so this, I'm so that. And really put ourselves down, which is only going to heighten your anxiety even more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First and foremost. But second of all, interestingly, that the anxious energy is living inside your hands. Because it's not the same for everyone, right? No, that's it can be one way that it manifests, right? So why is it in your hands? And there's no right, right or wrong reason here. It's going to be really unique to you. But if we can actually liberate that energy, those emotions from your hands, allow this trauma cycle to complete itself, quite quickly you will relearn a new behaviour, a new response to these social situations. Wow. So like if you just excuse yourself into the bathroom and like shake your hands out, is that completing a trauma cycle? I've done this with one of my clients. You're yeah, kidding. I, <laughs> she'll often excuse herself. Stop. Okay, yeah. And she says that she feels absolutely ridiculous doing it. Yeah. But all of a sudden she's not shaking anymore when she's going to meet new people. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Right. And I guess it's like once you put yourself in those positions enough and move through them enough, your yeah. body knows that it's safe. It goes, oh, I don't need to be anxious. Yeah. I don't need to be shaky anymore. I don't need to have that yeah. shortened breath. Because it's not living inside of us. That trauma isn't trying to – it's been completed. There's nothing for it to complete now. So that's why often we'll see if there's trauma from relationships, we'll continue to evolve what we – sorry, we'll continue to repeat what we don't evolve. Okay. Yeah, so this could be behaviours, it can be relationships, it can look like all of these different ways and we judge ourselves, we shame ourselves, we tell ourselves (laughs) ourselves that we're weird or that we're wrong and 
because we think we've got like this ego, this consciousness that tells us because we're humans that we're somehow not an animal, that we're not primal oh, beings that's at so our core. Yeah, we so, are. Yeah, that's, yeah, we're just animals. We're just animals. <laughs> we're animals with a really cool mind, mm. but we're not better than everyone else in any, every other species on the planet. And it's actually this labeling or judging of our experiences, our emotions and reactions that interfere and keep us stuck in this stress response. I love that. We can let ourselves be weird. We magic can. happens. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so good. Be weird. Magic happens. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay. That's actually perfect. I, um, I wanted to circle back about how we were talking about everybody's different and knowing our warning signs. Yeah. Uh, And I think one of the most important things to say here is more often than not, we have an unregulated nervous system and have no idea. And it's not Uh until hindsight and we take ourselves out of it that we recognize that. And I think I can act. You (laughs) have an interesting experience with this, if you care to share. I will happily share. So I used to own a holistic fitness studio by myself. I was a solo owner of this um, solo director. I had some staff members and I had um, a beautiful amount of clients and I thought that I was fine all the time. And it was never until I gave myself space or like stepped away from my responsibilities for a little while that I realized how not okay I was. But I think I didn't really realize how not okay I was until yes. this year. Yeah. So once, so the, uh, there's a story for another time that the studio closed at the start of this year. And it wasn't until I've had this last five months of just a healing and being myself and looking after yeah. myself yeah. that I realized how unregulated my nervous system was. Yes. And so for me, that showed up as like, I started to get really puffy I noticed that my skin, like I had this video from December when all this like chaos stuff was happening with the studio and I was like pale. I had like no color, no spark. And most people would meet me and be like, oh, like you have a, a kind of vibrancy to you. Oh, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> so like when I saw this, when I was in hindsight looking at this video of like my skin was really dull and my, and I was looking really puffy and I became really impatient, even my sleep as well. Like, oh my God, I remember there was this one day, it was actually the day I had to tell all the studio, all of the members of the studio that we were closing and I came home and I slept for three hours on the couch and oh. that is unheard of for me. Yeah, And I think it's, at some point you have these little, war- like not little warning signs, like you have these moments of clarity where you go, yeah. this I'm isn't okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, this needs to change. Something has to be different here. So one of the, I guess, best practices at the time, because I was also had really shallow breathing. It's not until we take a big deep breath in, you know, through that lungs. Shall we do that now? Up. Yeah, let's, let's now. take a little breath in through the nose. Big old cleansing breath in. Holding it for that second at the top. Feeling the lungs expand, breathing out. It's not until you just check in with yourself that you really realise how maybe not okay you were for that little amount of time. Yeah. And there's a lot of practices that kept me grounded in that time. Did but you do them? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did I just guide other people through them? Yes. Also, yes. <laughs> I there, And there's definitely practices that we're going to go through today that like God sense, but I honestly believe Mon, and this is the stuff that we're going to be talking about now. I honestly believe that if I didn't have the practices or the education and knowledge that I currently have, mm. I don't actually know if I would have survived it. Mm. Like I, it's a bit dramatic maybe, but like I definitely could have easily fallen down a very slippery yeah. mental health slope. Yeah. Especially Absolutely. because that is already like, something that I need to actively work on. That's like why I exercise and why I have the holistic approach that I do because I think it's so easy for us to just go like something shit's happening in my life. I'm sad now. I'm depressed. Yeah, exactly. Well, for you. pull ourselves out of that. It's so hard. It's so hard. And if you don't have the awareness, if you don't know how, you can fall through the cracks. And if we're relying, let's not get into the systems. (laughs) (laughs) You'll Um, be on a long wait list. Yes, you will be on a long wait (laughs) list. Um, But it's, yeah, like what happened for you was extremely traumatic, right? For most people. But you had, like it's, it's. It was big parts of your life that were crumbling without your control. And unfortunately, that's just what happens. Life is going to throw you hard shit and you have to either, you're either going to thrive, survive, or probably maybe die. Yeah, well, the right tools can help you to do that. (laughs) Definitely. So we do want to get into that today. And I think 
Mon has the best word for this. So Montana, can you talk about your circuit breakers? Like, I think that's probably the best way I've ever heard that being described. Yeah. And we can talk in different, different other practices and stuff as well. Yes. But circuit breakers hit me. I love a circuit breaker. It's <laughs> kind of like the trauma cycle that you were saying before. Yeah. So, so this can be when you notice that you're in a meeting and your nervous system is really dysregulated, you might notice you've got sweaty hands. You might notice that you're feeling really in your head and you can't, you're trying to get the words out, but they're not coming out. You might notice shallow breathing. Um, all of these things might be happening for you. And in that moment, you're really like, shit, shit, shit. What do I do? What do I do? I need to really keep my cool here. We can start to turn towards circuit breakers that will actually switch over our neural pathways and get us onto a vibe or a thought process that's actually serving us and allowing us to ground back in, recalibrate, reintegrate ourselves so that we can show up in the way that we want to show up and also start to move through that energy. So a few of my favorite, favorite circuit breakers, I'm going to call it box breathing, but it's going to be a really funky box. Like it's going to be like if a toddler drew a box. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's a reason for this so typically box breathing we're on, we're along like, for the ride yeah. okay <laughs> let me let me let me visualize this for you okay. so typically box breathing will look like holding for uh inhaling for four seconds holding for four seconds exhaling for four seconds holding for another four seconds before taking your next breath yeah. but if we actually elongate the exhales yes uh, yeah and the hold after so if we go breathe in for four hold for four exhale five and then hold, hold for, for another five. five. Okay, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes, it actually helps our nervous system to tick over into rest and digest. I love that. So it's like a really lopsided box. <laughs> but beautiful nevertheless. Actually, before we jump into that, we need to talk about parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems. Yes. Yeah, so sympathetic nervous systems is the rest and digest. Sorry, 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 I got that mixed up. I always get these mixed up. Yes. <laughs> The long one is the good one. (laughs) Parasympathetic nervous system is your rest and digest. And your sympathetic nervous system is your fight, flight or freeze. And And our sympathetic nervous system is the one that we sit in more often, but we shouldn't be. We need to tap back into that parasympathetic. No, no, parasympathetic is the chill one. That's what I said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 We have the yeah, long. Yeah. The long one is the good one. Yeah. Yeah. The long one is the good one. We want to be parasympathetic, but it's, yeah. it always confuses me because sympathetic sounds like it's calming. It's. it's That's actually a really good That's, point. So why th- science do this to us? This is how I got through uni, where I was like, "You think it should be this way, but it's the opposite." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the rules for life. <laughs> That's how okay. I got through my psych degree. I love that. <laughs> Every time, yeah, with the sympathetic, parasympathetic, sympathetic, sympathetic sounds like it should be the calming one. Yeah. But it's, it's the opposite. Not. Yeah. Long and calm. That's how we're looking at it. So parasympathetic nervous system is the one that we want to be getting back into after we feel those heightened states of stress or when we feel those heightened states of stress. Yeah, and the sympathetic nervous system is equally as important. We don't want to demonise it. We don't want to shame it. It's not a bad thing. You're supposed to have a stress response. You're supposed to get hits of cortisol. This shit helps you perform at your peak performance at peak levels. It helps you to stand up for yourself when you need to stand up for yourself. Gives you that boost of adrenaline to get through that race, get through that meeting. Yeah. But if we don't want to stay in and that often nowadays, come back down. yeah, what we once perceived as a threat from our mm. primal days, we no longer turn off because we've got threats from our emails where it will be that. Oh my God. That, yeah. yeah that pressure <laughs> After to re- hours as well. Exactly. It's yeah. always that pressure to the be lions. on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you guys would have heard yeah. the, uh, the saying about how your fight, flight, or f- <laughs> what is it? Fight, yeah, fight, fight, flight, flight freeze, fawn. Thank you. Yeah, they is like you need that because if a, tri- if a tiger is chasing you, you have to run away from it. That's the thing enable our hear. survival. We yes. want to have compassion for them. Stop resenting them. Start having some compassion and understanding for yourself. Yes. And actually looking at it and going like, oh, it's interesting that I feel that way. I just realised that I've just tapped into my sympathetic. Yeah. Is it, is it a certain person that's just yeah. created that? Yeah. Is it an email from a significant person? Yeah, what's triggered this? Yeah. What's caused it? I think having that compassion for yourself and actually like, thank you, body, for trying to help me. And keep me safe. Yeah, and keep and me protected. safe. But I'll take it from here because we're often... Because <laughs> no. Yeah, but when it's an email, yeah. <laughs> yeah, turn those <laughs> notifications off, doll. Exactly. So back onto the circuit breakers, if you've just had a crazy email come through or <laughs> your nervous system has been activated, a few other things that you can do to recalibrate and realign with yourself is to go for a walk out in nature. So... Perfect at the end of the day. 
Right? Or even like to start off your day. Yeah, so true. Either way. Start with a regulated nervous system. (laughs) Exactly. Well, what I love about the circuit breakers is we often sort of rely on these huge resets to recalibrate our nervous system. So it's kind of like, oh, when I go on my holiday to Bali, I'll calm down. At the end of the day, when I have my drink, I'll calm down. We're waiting for these things. We're delaying. I retreat on the weekend. Yeah. Then I'll be calm. It's always in the future. Yeah. And, we're, and it's like, oh, my hour-long therapy session, whatever yeah. it is. Like, we need these things. Like, please do book yeah, these things. <laughs> yeah. Please. Please go to Bali. <laughs> no. Also, though, you don't have to wait. Yeah. And these things can be so quick. Yeah. It's actually in these little one percenters that the compound effect occurs. So if we can start to do these little things throughout the day, you can begin to recalibrate your nervous system, realign it, reground you, and so that your nervous system is regulated. Love. So being out in nature, there's huge, there's so many benefits. But just even seeing that greenery and what that can do in lowering your cortisol levels is huge. I love that. A few other things that you can do is to, this is going for the office people, is to go and wash your hands. (laughs) Wait, this is me. Do you yeah. do you want to know a really fun fact about me? I'd love to know a fun fact. About it's you. not that fun, but some other people might resonate. Is that I am like have showers of different parts of my day. You're wild. <laughs> fun was a loose term, okay? But I will like calm down, please. Sorry, I'm sorry for being so hectic, guys. When I finish with my clients in the morning, I need to have a shower yes. to go, this is now, like I've washed that energy off. I'm done with that. This is me resetting yes. to now go into the second half of my day. I love that. Or to become a different version of whatever it is that I need to do. Yes. Is there any practice that you do with the water? I think it's I think it's like I have to visualise the yeah. energy of what's just happened yeah. off of me. I don't know if that's because, like, I suppose I'm not – practitioner but as a coach and for you as a practitioner you have to like hold a lot of space for a lot of people all the time yes so if I've just seen literally like 24 women in my morning yeah (laughs) I have some shit to shed (laughs) and I also try not to let their stuff carry on with me either so I think visualizing as the water's going over your body their energy or someone else's energy or someone's Mm -hmm. like the situation that you're in leaving your body as it goes down the drain yes I love that and for those people who are more kinesthetic and feel like they like they struggle to identify with the visualizing side of things, potentially even just try feeling the water. Yeah. Actually, like paying physical attention to yeah, it. Yeah, like just taking a moment. No one is that busy that they can't wash their hands. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a good call. If you are, there is something. If wrong. you are, you need you this have the a most. Yeah. You need this the most. Then you get an you're extra the 10 seconds added on to your wash time, please. <laughs> <laughs> but actually taking the time to Feel the water on your hands. Actually massaging it in your hands can, of course, add those benefit benefits of grounding in. Um, but even feeling the temperature and just oh. the quality of the water. All of these things, not judging, just noticing, allowing that to get out of your head into your body. And secondly, because you're tip- if this is you, you're probably going to be more of a kinesthetic person. So someone who really does well or learns or engages through life, through movement. So if this is you, another circuit breaker that you can do is getting up, moving, dancing, shaking, stretching. I love that. And actually move the physical energy. Yeah, moving it around your body. Mm. Otherwise, it's just going to live on inside of you and you're just going to be chaos for the rest of the day. So you do that, do you, Mon? I do. <laughs> Tell me I more. do that. <laughs> in between clients, I actually did this. I was in a bit of a, just like a neggy mindset before a client arrived for a, a session this week. And I popped on a song and was just dancing around the office. I love that. Until. You actually have to. Yeah. Our job is to be higher vibe. That's it. And to hold this space. Yeah. And it's also, it's only possible by doing these practices. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the practice is. It's in the showing up for the practice. So true. I love that. So moving I would say jumping is probably the quickest way to do that. Like jumping on the spot, shaking your arms out. like Making it big. Yeah, 100%. Like take up space. Yeah. That's Bigger, like better, a theme weirder. here. Yeah. <laughs> That's a common theme here. Yeah. Do weird shit, magic happens. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm just thinking what – I think getting a fantastic playlist is like the best place to start. Yes. Do you know what? A really a really good recommendation. Sorry. Make a playlist on Spotify or whatever weird music other other Your music. music. Yeah, yeah. Montana, gross. <laughs> no, I'm not Apple Music. <laughs> okay, sorry. So making a playlist and calling it your happy songs. 
Yes. And you put that on and they're your go-to and you feel good whenever you're listening to them. Move your body, shake it out, do a handstand, do it. Don't, maybe don't, like, if you can't do handstands, don't do it. Try. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't hurt yourself. <laughs> so I really, I'm trying to think of, there's actually a website that I love called mm-hmm. Kinergy. And it has like anywhere from five to like hour long dance, meditation, movement and cool. exercise videos that you can just do at home. It's very affordable in my opinion, given what you get access to. And that's a beautiful way to start learning how to like dance and come back into your body. I love that. Yeah. How powerful. Like it can be as simple as not having a membership for something, but it also, if you want to yeah. go a little bit more committal with the practice, yes, that might be a good place to start. Exactly that. And it's in the commitment to the practices, whatever that may be, that the healing happens, right? Because what we've sort of touched on throughout today is that our nervous system sort of sits at a certain point. And everyone's yeah. going to be a little different here. So some people, like, well, like I'm going to use like the yogis as an example. So we all, eat, we probably all know a yoga friend or we've all got a yoga teacher who we admire and we just see them and I was like, man, you're just so chill. All the time. So chill. Like how are you so chill? They probably weren't chill. They probably found yoga because they were the opposite of chill, but because cool. they show up on the mat daily, weekly, multiple times a day, whatever it is, they've recalibrated their nervous system to sit at a certain point. Yeah. So it's like we were saying about homeostasis at the start and equilibrium, yeah. like your body, if it imagining like a straight line, if you just keep going further away from this this straight line, this this like base level. Yeah. Let's start at level three. Yeah. For the visual people. Yeah. So okay. Level three. Imagining like what are those graphs called? Don't. Oh no, it's maths. <laughs> Numbers are like the numbers are push. But, but just imagining like a, a lo, like a normal, I think they're just called X Y graphs or something. And if you, as incrementally in your life going up above this graph, you have to have practices that bring you back down. Exactly, because what we'll often see is, let's say if you're sitting at level three, then you do go through something really intense, something traumatic. And what the, and then from that point on, that will reset your nervous system to a higher level unless we do the work to bring it back down. So it like averages out to like, yeah, if, be, you pump, if you bump yourself up to a 10, you might like average yourself out at like a seven or something. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Where, because what will often happen is our body has then said, okay, shit, car, for example, car accidents happen, mm. right? Yeah. So then it's going to forever be on the lookout for potential threats to do with cars. So that could be like, oh my God, that person's going really fast. They just ran a red light. They just ran a stop sign. That was, that, you know, that was an orange light. Stop at the orange light. Mm-hmm. It's always, it's heightened. It's at a heightened point of your nervous system. Your body's again doing that though to keep you safe because it knows that it's happened before. It doesn't want it to happen again. Yeah. So it's trying to protect you by keeping you alert. So thank you, body, for thank keeping you, us body. alert. <laughs> but also the likelihood of getting in a car crash today Potentially for me, knock on wood, is slim to none. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. Ideally, yes. (laughs) I actually really quickly had another practice that I think is really beneficial. And it doesn't always have to come from in us specifically. Yes. I believe that things like massage and dry needling and Reiki and energetic clearing is massively underrated if you can find a good massage therapist that can hold space for you to be able to release this tension literally like the car accident example you were just saying yeah if you can find a good massage therapist that can go okay you were in a car accident you experienced whiplash Uh uh-huh now let's release that like let's remind your body to drop in be safe let go stop holding on to this tension yes and soften exactly i feel like this will be you if you're that person who feels like I've never been the same since X. Oh, good Yeah, one. that's how you know your nervous system's been hijacked. It's okay. Don't worry. But if you've just got something popped into your mind, I've never been the same since this happened, since this person, since... Oh, my God. That's, that's where a good one. That's your set point. Yeah. So that... Yeah. And I'm, like, thinking, unfortunately, yeah, it's those really traumatic, ex- yeah. I guess, pivotal moments in our life. Yep. It's... It's the the passing away of someone. It's the breakup. Yeah. It's the car accident. Yeah, it's, it's the, the health injury, crisis. It's the health crisis. The job loss. The yeah. pandemic. Whatever it and is. And plenty of lessons come from them, which we love. Yeah. We're all here for That's the lessons. It. However. Yeah, it's just knowing that this is when it happened. Yeah. It's being able to go back to the root cause, which is a key part on learning how to regulate yourself. You need to know your triggers. 
Yes, and your your body need, it deserves yeah. to be looked after to calm down. Yes, exactly, exactly. So it's knowing though. Often we'll, we won't catch ourselves in the moment. It'll be catching our body reactions. Yeah, I think that just comes from awareness in general, right? That's what yeah. we really need to pay yeah. attention to. And if you're in survival mode, it's going to be even harder too because your brain logically is going to focus on the next thing it needs to do to get through this. It's only when you're in that rest phase that you actually have the awareness, really. Yeah. You have an in enhanced capacity. Otherwise, you've got tunnel vision. Yes, yeah, so true. Because you just keep going, oh, I'm just fine. I just have to keep going. It's focusing on that way out. It's focusing on that next thing, just like yeah. if you're running from the line. <laughs> <laughs> Your barley trip will not heal everything, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Exactly. So... We have touched on, though, a few different things today, but we're just yeah, focusing now on how you can regulate. And first of all, yeah, so by identifying your triggers. And I think also in doing that, though, when you're noticing that you're having these reactions, we've talked a lot about compassion. Yeah. And from that compassion actually comes this beautiful practice of self-soothing. Mm. Knowing that you can look after yourself. Yeah. You can calm yourself down. That it's not an external thing. No. Your barley tree. Except for the massage. <laughs> These things Different. are all tools though. They're, <laughs> They're all tools. tools. They're all tools. Yeah. So self-soothing and inner child reparenting. Mon, can you touch on that? Yes. So we've all got an inner child living inside of us. And some of us may identify with this. Some of us have never heard of it, think it's total bullshit, whatever. Um, <laughs> take it or leave take it. Take it or leave it. Um, but from what I have seen, we've all got one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and your inner child is that little part of you that's that pure you. It's you at your core. And your inner child will have different manifestations. So we can often see it as playing out as the fearful child. So it'll be that fear of rejection or popping up or instead of, yeah, so for example, is for when you go, my nervous system is getting dysregulated here, I'm getting too excited. I literally <laughs> just felt that as well where I was like, we need to breathe. <laughs> So passionate. Yeah, I know. Just like <laughs> channel word vomiting. <laughs> okay, breathe. So with the inner child reparenting, sorry. <laughs> it's good. This is good for everyone to hear. Yeah, it happens. On air yeah, regulation. Exactly. Another point is that our nervous system often can't tell the difference between anxiousness Silence. and excitement. Yes. <laughs> we just saw it oh happen. my goodness. I actually, every new client that I have, I will text this to them. I'll be like, totally normal if you're nervous, try and channel that into excitement. Yeah. It's a really similar sensation. And depending on where your nervous system sits is what your brain will tell you what you're feeling. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not always negative, guys, <laughs> which we love. So in that moment, for me right now, it's about acknowledging that little girl inside of me that's really excited to be talking about what she loves. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so, but of course, if something did happen in your childhood, um, is to then go back to that time, go back to that little you and acknowledge her, acknowledge him, telling them, I see you, it's okay, you are safe. Mm. Talking to that deep you within the you. That sounds really confusing, but if you once you're in that space, you'll be able to understand, you'll be able to get there. People, I know a lot of people that it helps them if they have a photo of themselves yes. as a younger version. Like, I do Talk believe, yes, I do believe there's like a bit of a meditation you can do where if you do close your eyes, set some intentional space and go, yeah. what age was I? Yeah. And literally just ask yourself, was I seven? Was I five? Was I three? Like how young, how far back do we yeah. need to go? And try and find a photo of that age so yeah. that you can physically see yourself in front of you yeah. when you're doing some of this reparenting, yes. which like you said is also self-soothing. Exactly. Going back, letting yourself know that you were doing the best that you could with what you knew. Yeah. You did a great job. Yeah. And I've got this now. Yeah. We've got this. I've got you. I'm protecting you. At seven years old, you didn't know how to handle the emotional requirements that you needed now. Or sorry, then. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. they're very different now. They pan out differently. Exactly. So this can, oh, I just love inner child work. It's really emotional stuff so if you are about to engage in this work if tears come up it's really really normal and it's really powerful I promise you it is so worth it um but for those of you who would like to really take inner child work onto a bigger scale is to possibly look into doing some therapeutic work so whether it's with a counselor a psychologist a coach anyone who is qualified in the area um, but if, if that's really like too big of a step for you right now is to possibly look into yoga or meditation and really creating that space for your body to decompress and relax. And Kirst, you actually do a really cool thing at the end of your classes that you mentioned, you touched on the meditation. 
Yes. Are we talking about the trigger point stuff? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, I've learned this through numerous different techniques. Now I've got some amazing friends who do this, like that's their focus. Mm -hmm. For me, uh, I kind of put my own spin on it where we use a trigger point ball and different parts of the body become, they kind of release something in us in ourselves mm-hmm. so trigger point if we put it you know say the right side of the body that's the masculine side of the body we put it on the left side of the body that's the um, feminine side of the body and if we can just kind of pay attention to where our tightnesses keep mm-hmm. being for example <laughs> <laughs> my goddamn right trap <laughs> so sometimes things get stuck sometimes things uh they need a little bit of help to move yeah. and so if we are finding a constant reoccurring injury a constantly reoccurring issue we do need to look at the energetics and the metaphysical now look that's a whole other conversation in itself, mm-hmm. but I will touch on that briefly to remind you that um, trauma and our, I guess the reason why our nervous system is dysregulated can be stored in the body. And it does it need some help. Si- sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is stored in the body and does need some assistance to get out. So you can yeah. use a trigger point ball in different parts of your body in those reoccurring sore spots. Look, that does usually need to be facilitated or at least like you might need some knowledge. In a safe space. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like you need to set an intentional space to be like, okay, this is really sore all the time. Breathe, check in, do your circuit breakers. I'm going to place this ball on my trapezius now. I'm going to put it in my upper traps because it's constantly sore. And then you remind yourself that you don't actually have the weight of the world on your shoulders and you can let shit go. (laughs) So... I, again, there's a lot to learn about that, but I do think the trigger point therapy and release is really, really beneficial. Absolutely. Which is kind of like the massage we mentioned as well. So powerful. Exactly. So that's it. Where if it's, it can just be a tennis ball. Yeah. It doesn't, for, sorry, for the people. It doesn't have to be a counseling session. Yeah. It doesn't have to be $150. Be, <laughs> yeah. If you can do that, please do that because you are you are the greatest investment. Yes. But if it's if it starts with a $2 trigger point ball, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Steps forward or steps forward. Yes. Onwards. Onwards. Exactly. <laughs> and in moving onwards, one of my favorite techniques to use in sessions, um, well, actually, there's, there's a branch of therapy called walk and talk therapy. Um, but essentially, what we'll often, or one type of therapy is called EMDR, so eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. And it works by the practitioner moving their hands backwards and forwards in a really repetitive hypnotic motion. As so, like fing- two fingers in front of your eyes. Yeah. Right eye, left eye. Right eye, left eye. Got it. As the client is retelling their story, it could be something traumatic, it could be something that they're really struggling to integrate. By moving the hands back and forwards in a certain rhythm, it allows the brain to communicate the left brain with the right brain, right brain to the left brain, and for this information to process properly. Now, again, if you don't if you aren't currently accessing a counselor, a therapist, or have the funds or the resources to do so, something that you can actually do is go take a walk and to Tap your left hand on your left thigh, right hand on your right thigh as you walk. By making contact in your body in this rhythmic motion, it starts to, to again, pair the left brain with the right brain and allowing that free flow of information to go again. That's incredible. Do you need to be talking about what it is you're trying to process? You can just be thinking this to yourself. So So would you talk about the situation that's happened? You could absolutely. Or you don't actually have to think about anything. You could, because of course your brain is going to be subconsciously t- thinking about things <laughs> all the time anyway. Okay, yes, true. right. It's already working out stuff. Yes, um, but it is really powerful if you are in a safe space with a dear friend or loved one who can support you through that. So it's in that relationship that the healing is taking place, but you're also moving it through your body. Also, though, if it is just you, again, you can do this. You don't need to do it all on your own. However, you you are your best healer. I love that. Yeah. So, uh, can you please tell the example that you gave about the computer and like filing <laughs> different things? Yes. Yeah, so, this is my little analogy on how I like to explain triggers. And this can be especially helpful for people who do experience PTSD. Mm-hmm. So, when something traumatic happens, trauma is going to be what defines traumatic is going to vary person to person. Yeah, of course. And there's different levels. There is, but typically it will be what is traumatic is outside your sense of normal or your worldview. So we've all got a set of beliefs Mm -hmm. and rules about how the world works. Yeah. Yeah. So for someone who is used to living a really, you know, happy, pleasant life and then all of a sudden a tsunami comes in. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Your sense of what's possible and what the world's like is is going to be now changed. It's been flipped on its head. Of course. So it's now threats can come from anywhere at any time. The world is unsafe. Mm. 
So the brain, though, it doesn't have a place to lodge this information. Mm. So I kind of describe it like saving a file on your desktop and just calling it like, like you know when you bang on the keyboard? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just letters? You just run your finger across all of them. Yeah. yeah. And there's no order to it. Yeah. So it kind of just gets stored in somewhere where it's, it doesn't actually fit. So EDMR helps, or with the, the walking EDMR, or with the actual hand EDMR, it, it helps to put this file where it belongs. So it's not sitting in your desktop getting randomly opened when you're trying to find something else. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> or, okay, I get it triggered. You're or like, activated. I'm just trying to go for a walk. Yeah. And then it's like, ah, tsunami. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and typically, actually, that's one point that we've not mentioned that is really, really important. Okay. Is that you're more likely to get triggered when you're at rest. If you have oh. a heightened nervous system. Yeah, because your body's always trying to keep you safe. Oh, of course. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so that's why you have the sleep issues. Oh. Yeah. That be- makes total sense. Because yeah. your body's at rest and it's like, holy shit, wait, resting is not safe. Alert. Yeah, awake immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that. That's so good. So it would typically pop up when you're at rest. Love. More likely than when you're actually in a threatening threatening situation because your body is so acclimatized to being threatened, it feels safe. Yeah, so <laughs> true. So what is that technique again? E what's the whole e- word? So EMDR, mm-hmm. eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Okay, cool. Yeah. I love that. Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> so and then we do have some other little resources that we actually thought are really beneficial to talk about. Mm-hmm. The first being the book by if you haven't heard of her on Instagram. We're probably in very different circles. <laughs> the is at the holistic psych. Uh, sorry, is the holistic psychologist Dr. Nicole LaPera, Her book on how to do the work. This book is phenomenal. This book summed up my undergrad in probably about three hundred pages. Incredible. <laughs> you could pay thirty bucks, or you could so pay thirty right. grand. <laughs> Choice is yours. <laughs> no, what I love about this book actually is the fact that Nicole is able to put really complex sentences and theories into a simple sentence yeah and I think when someone's able to do that so effortlessly and so concisely that's exactly it you really know your shit inside now yeah and it's digestible for the reader a hundred percent but that's what we're all about is holistic yeah holistic being whole body wellness holistic being you cannot separate different parts of something yeah so to us when we're talking about your body we're also talking about your mind and your soul yes and that's what literally this whole episode has been about is like stop separating yeah. the shit in your mind from the shit that's happening in your body. It's this Western way of thinking that is so, so unhelpful and it's keeping us stuck in this trauma cycle. Yeah, and I and I think we've had many conversations over the past few months about, like we said at the start, how disconnected people are from themselves, yeah. their environments, yeah. and their lack of ability to move in whatever direction it is that they want to. Yeah, it's that rigidity caused by our mind mm. that is no longer serving us. So if you are listening to this podcast, you are more likely than not a cycle breaker. We love you. You're probably going to be a bit of a black sheep. <laughs> and you're probably we doing some of this work already. Exactly. Yeah. But you're not alone. There are so many That's people out it. there. You just have to go and find them. Exactly. So, doc, yeah, the How to Do the Workbook can be really helpful if that is yes. you. If you are someone who has recognised the intergenerational patterns from your family and knows there's another way but just isn't sure how to do that, yeah. start there. Start with that book. Um, for anyone who's interested more in how trauma somatizes in the body or expresses and manifests itself through the body is to read into or look into the work of Peter Levine. So his book is called In an Unspoken Voice. He has a few other really great reads as well, but that's a beautiful place to start and all about the trauma cycle and how the body wants to complete itself, how the body wants to complete that trauma cycle. I love that. I actually have never heard of that book before. No, it's more of like a like counselling resource one. Oh, okay. I think yeah. I encourage my clients. <laughs> it's a great read. I think while we're talking about the nervous system as well, really to talk about, we're not going to get into it too much because we're not experts on it, but the vagus nerve yes. and the polyvagal theory. Yes. So I think that's really important. If you want to get deep into this stuff, look at those kinds of things. Gosh, yeah. That is where the real reg- – that's the next level. I'm really excited for more theories and more research to come out on this work. It's so, like, it's not new because it's always been there, but the amount of research that started to come out on this recently is very fascinating. Oh, it's so exciting. And, like – um. The connection between like the HRV and the vagus nerve. Yes. Anyway, huge, yeah. whole different topic. Yeah. But yeah, it's That's important not- because it's all integrated. We need to get an expert in on this. We need to get an expert. Yes. We need to become these experts and we need to get this expert. <laughs> <laughs> also that. Yeah, 100%. Oh, that was amazing. Right, my loves. I 
think that about sums up today's episode. So the top things that we want you to take away from today are... You have to make time and space to check in with your body. It's going to give you those little niggles, but if you want to avoid the raw... Listen to them. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Because your body is your friend, right? You've got to have that compassion because it's trying to keep you safe. Trauma wants to complete itself. So allow your body to do its thing or seek professional support if you're not sure how to complete that cycle. Yes. And exactly what we're talking about today is that your holiday won't fix you or get to the root of your problems. So stop, stop holding out for it. Stop holding out for that great grandiose thing. It's in those one percenters. It's in those circuit breakers that are going to start to recalibrate and realign your nervous system. 100%. The other thing is checking in with your breath. So one of the most important things here is making your exhale longer than your inhale and trying to send that breath down into the body, expanding the stomach and the lungs and then making, yeah, like we said, make your exhale longer. Yes, elongating the exhale is where it's at because ultimately we want to be physically moving the energy through your body, yeah. whatever that looks like, whether it's through your breath, through exercise, through somatic therapies, through singing, Dancing, shaking it out, stretching. Yeah. It's, it's as we've said many times before, <laughs> what makes you weird makes you magic <laughs> so allow, theme now yeah <laughs> let allow the weirdness weird. happen let the weirdness happen because that is where the healing is 100 percent. amazing well my loves we'd love for you to share your top takeaways with us by taking a screenshot of this episode and posting it to your story if you're wanting to know more about montana and i you can learn more in the show notes below or come and hang out with us on instagram onwards podcast or on our personal pages at Kirsty Peebles or at The Well Nook. Yes, so keep your eyes peeled for the fun giveaways and challenges on our pages. But for now, we'd love if you could please follow or subscribe, depending on wherever you're listening to us. And if you could rate and review us, as this helps us get our show into the ears of more incredible souls, just like yours. And at the end of the day, we're all here to walk each other home. We hope you're heading into your day with a fire lit up your ass, ready to make the most of who you are and play the heck out of the cards you've been dealt. We love to say it. We love you. Have a wonderful week. Until next time. Bye. Bye.